Welcome, everyone. How are you guys doing today? It is so, so good to see you guys. Welcome. If you're joining us online, thank you for being a part of Faith Go Church. Even if, you know, if you're not here uh, on li in live camp, you're live right now, and you're just a part of Faith Go Church as any of us are. Well, we have a very special week this week, if you're uh, not aware of what's going on. Today or tonight is we kick off seven days of fasting and prayer. And I know that you're thinking, you're thinking, I just can't wait to fast for the next seven days. But listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring a whole lot of context to this. This whole series or this whole service is about bringing context to that. But real quickly before I get started, I want to remind you a few things of some of the things that we have going on this week. First of all, uh, I'm going to give us some challenges and give context and give us some tools to do this this week. But I also want to remind you that Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, everybody say Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We're having a special worship service, a special service of prayer and, and worship. And I'm not going to preach. I'm not going to preach at all. Yeah, yeah, you're excited about that. So, hey, we're just going to, we're going to sing. We're going to lift up the Lord. We're going to give God glory. It's in the middle of our fast week. But we're also going to, uh, we're going to give you cards that you can Fill out your prayer requests. We're not going to do what we do did last year where we put them on the stage and we swap and all that. We're just going to let you fill those out and uh, you'll, you'll have a place to put those in. We're going to hand those to our prayer team and uh, we're going to pray over those. I'm going to pray over them and from there I'm going to give them to our prayer team. They're going to pray over them uh, the following week. So uh, this is an opportunity to let your requests be made, to know, uh, be made known to God and also to the church so we can pray for you and whatever is going on in your life. And I believe that God is going to meet those needs because this is a very, very special week that we are going to focus on Him. Amen? The other thing I want to remind you about is not this week, but the following week, on Tuesday, we're going to kick off a men's Bible study. And it is a very, very powerful, impactful men's Bible study. It is about, well, you can see it right there, a man and his design. So the idea is, you know, what I want you guys to do is I want you to plan to be here on Tuesday night, we're going to meet over here in the living room. We run out of space over there. We've got something else in mind. But this is a very, very powerful men's uh, Bible study. Uh, I've had the opportunity to look at some of it, and, and I feel like I'm very picky about men's Bible studies. Uh, I, I'm very, uh, very selective. But you don't see me do a lot of men's Bible study. This was one. This is one that I think is going to be a game changer. So, uh, guys, make sure you're there. It'll be Tuesday night at 6:30. And also, ladies, make sure you guys, are this it's only six weeks long. There's a beginning and an end. I'm not asking for you to do this, uh, you know, for, until the millennium, until Jesus comes back. Uh, we're going to do this for six weeks, and then we're going to take a break. We're going to try to do this at least uh, once a year, maybe two semesters out of the year. But I just want to remind you about that. Write that down. Put that in your calendar. Well, as we talk about this, like I said before, I want to bring context to what it is to fast and pray and focus on our Lord uh, today. Let's kick it off with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity that we get to honor you and focus all of our efforts on you over the next seven days. Speak to us through this message, by your spirit, through your word, in Christ's name. And everybody said, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, you can do this. You can do this. I've, I've talked to people over the last few weeks as we talk about challenging people to fast a few days, and man, people really, you know, they, they, they just, they're really set back by this, but I'm telling you, this is something that you can do if you bring a little bit of context to it, and we give you a little bit of tools. As we kick off this seven days of fast, and the idea is devotion and focus on God, I want to begin, I'm going to talk about different things, but I'm going to begin by just specifically talking about fasting. 
Now, the Old Testament, kings would declare a fast, a three-day fast or whatever. They would declare a fast. And Jesus fasted for 40 days as he kicked off his ministry. Moses fasted when he wrote the Ten Commandments. Jesus gave us examples of fasting, and he also told us that we should practice fasting. So what is this thing with fasting, and why would anybody do this? What is it with these crazy Christians that want to go without food or affect their diet right here in, in our culture? Well, fast is a Hebrew word, nestu, which means to abstain from food or drink. Now, now you, I hear people say that they're going to be fasting this or that. Uh, we're going to be fasting Facebook, or we're going to be fasting, and, and I'm going to talk about that later. We're going to call that something different, but really it's, according to the definition and the meaning of fasting, fasting has to do with diet. So, well, you know, I, you know, I'm going, I'm not fasting, I'm fasting cleaning my house for a week. No, that's, that's not really fasting. That's, that might be just being lazy, okay? I told somebody that I was fasting all green vegetables, no broccoli, no spinach, you know, no celery this week, you know. That, that's a diet thing if that's something that you really, really love. But fasting has to do with, with diet and food. So Jesus gives us the heart as we talk about why fasting. Jesus gives us the heart behind fasting. What should our heart be? In Matthew 6 and 16, he says, and when you fast, notice he doesn't say, if you fast. He actually says what? When you fast, because this is a Christian discipline. This is a part of who, who you are. When you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. Look at, the neighbor, at your neighbor and say, don't be hypocrite. Stop being a hypocrite. Don't be as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable. This is funny to me because in those days, people would try to let people know that they were fasting, impress people, and they would try to make themselves look really bad, look miserable and disheveled, and they'd mess up their hair. He says they do that so people will admire them for their fasting. He says, I'll tell you the truth, that's the only reward that they will ever get, that they will receive the admiration of people. But when you fast, comb your hair. I guess people run around with messed up, fried out, ratted out hair when they were fasting. He says, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. Notice, I just want to, don't miss that part where that says that there is a reward associated with fasting. Can you see that? Fasting, the reason he's talking about this is fasting is actually a very impressive thing. Why? Why are we impressed by fasting? Because it's a discipline. We all admire people that are highly disciplined. Fasting is not just a discipline that you can just do. Fasting is a high level of discipline. If you don't believe that, go seven days next week and only drink water. You'll have a new appreciation for the discipline of fasting, okay? So, so it's, it's a discipline, but that's not why Jesus wants you to fast. That's not the heart behind it. And I want to tell you what fasting does. Why do we fast? Why would we even consider this? We fast, number one, because we want to be free. We fast to be free. When the disciples were faced by a demonic spirit that was in a young boy, they went to lay hands on him. And Jesus had given them authority 
in a, in a few chapters before, he sent them out and they were able to, to heal the sick and, and, and preach the word. And then they would also lay their hands on people and they were set free. Demonic spirits were huge in those days and the, there, was, there was a lot of evil. There was no word and presence of God in those days. So evil spirits were very, very bad in those days or, or they, were, they were everywhere. So Jesus gave them power to cast out spirits. Well, in this situation, they laid their hands on a little boy and the spirit would not come out. So Jesus had to step in and he exercised this spirit or, or, or he cast out this spirit and this is what he did after that. Mark 9 and 27 says, But Jesus took the boy by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he had come into the house, his disciples, after everything was over, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And this translation is the New King James Version. I love this trans translation. It says, So he said to him, Jesus said to them, this kind, this kind of bondage, this kind of spirit, this kind of oppression can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. In other words, there are some things that we're going to face in this life that are going to try to enslave us, that are going to try to keep us bound, that sometimes the only thing that can break that bondage on your life is fasting and prayer. Fasting brings a spiritual power that breaks the strongest of strongholds. Sometimes you can pray and you can read the word and you can get it in agreement. And people can pray and you can and knock whatever's loose and you can break free from, from that, that thing that ever has you bound. However, there are some things, I believe, there are some strongholds that are so powerful that the only way that you can break free from it is fasting and prayer. The Bible says that we are not to give any place to the devil. We have to be very careful. A lot of times we live our lives, well, you know what? I give myself a little liberty over here. I may do something a little bit over here. It doesn't matter if I get a little bit wasted in this part of my life. Or it doesn't matter if I flirt just a little bit even though I'm married. It's okay if I, you know, I text a little bit here. I watch this on TikTok, you know. Then see what's shaking here. All you know, it's okay if I watch. The Bible says don't give any place. How much place? No, don't give any place to the devil because when you give a little place to the devil, what he does, he gets a little bit of foothold in there. He gets his foot in the door. If he can get his foot into the door of your life, he gets a foothold. When he gets a foothold, eventually he gets a stronghold. And then the next thing you know, you are enslaved and you're powerless and you can't say no to whatever the enemy is throwing on your life and you find yourself looking in the mirror thinking, why can't I stop doing this? Listen to me. If something is taking over your life like that, you don't have to live that way. Amen? You don't, you don't have to live enslaved to the bondage of the devil. If you're tired of doing the things that you don't want to do, if you're tired of, of, of falling to the same old temptation, if you're tired of being the person that you don't want to be, fast. Amen? Fast. Because fasting breaks strongholds in our lives. Listen to me. I'm not just preaching the word, you know, because I've read it. I live this stuff when it comes to fasting. I practice fasting. Do you think I enjoy fasting? No, I don't enjoy fasting. All week long, I'm trying to talk myself. Last week, I'm, I'm thinking of reasons why I shouldn't fast this week. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I'm too busy. 
you know, I'm trying to work out more, and I need more protein, and I'm 50 years old, and everybody knows that when you hit 50 years old, attrition, about 10% attrition in your muscles happens about every decade. Did you know that, guys? We get skinnier, smaller, and shorter after 50 years old uh, through the process of time. So, you know, I need more protein. Fasting, that's not necessarily good. Listen to me. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that I enjoy, but I understand the spiritual power that it places in my life. All of a sudden, when you can say no to some of the, the things that are some, to your appetite, when you can say no to your appetite, you can say no to the strongholds. What has you bound? What's taken your life hostage this year? What have you got addicted to in your life this year? Sin. Addiction. Are you afraid? Let me tell you something. Rather than fear, I would tell you to fast. Amen? What, what, what has its grips on you? What lifestyle? What habits? What addictions? Fasting is a powerful Christian discipline that strengthens our resolve. If you're tired of being a slave to your appetites of your body or your mind, fast. Like I said before, if you're tired of being the person you don't want to be, fast. Fasting separates us from the strongholds of this life in order to connect us to the freedom of Christ. If you believe that, say amen. Jesus said this in John 8, 36, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free to experience the freedom of God. You've got to separate yourself. You've got to detox yourself from the things of this life in order to experience the freedom of God. Fasting is the key. Another reason that we fast is to be closer to God. It's to be closer to God. Fasting positions us. It eliminates and detoxes all the clutter of our lives and positions us in a place where we can communicate and hear from God. Listen, don't get this twisted. A lot of times when we read the Old Testament, we would see that they needed an answer from God like Esther when, when, her, when her people were about to be annihilated, when the genocide was about to happen, she declared a fast for all of the Jewish people. A lot of times we think, okay, we're going to fast in order for God to move. We're going to fast in order for this to be taking place. Don't get this twisted. The thing about fasting, it's not about a result. Fasting is not to, to get something from God. Fasting is to be something, and that is we fast in order to be closer to God. Now, when we are closer to God, we begin to hear God's will for our lives. Now, I'll talk about that for a second. When we fast, as we get closer to God, God begins to move greater in our lives, and we see the things happen in our lives that we've been praying for. But that's not what we fast. I need a job. I'm going to fast. That's not why we fast. I need, I need my marriage to be taken care of. I need, I, need, I need God to speak to my husband. I'm going to fast. That's not why we fast. What happens is when we fast, what happens is God actually speaks to me. And says, I need to change. What? We fast in order to position ourselves closer to God. Fasting. We're not seeking his hand. We're seeking his face. Are you with me? So, Pastor Trapp, PT, why do we fast? What, what is the result of fasting? Why would I do this? It's like this. Fasting, it's giving up something that you want in order to gain something that you really, really need. Fasting, it's giving up something Natural in order to experience the supernatural power of God. Fasting is giving up a desire to gain a destiny. Are you with me? 
It's a temporary, you're doing it temporarily. You can live through it. Look at your neighbor and say, you can live through this. If you've got a vice in your life, fasting is giving up something that's killing you in order to pursue the life God has given you or God has for you. Nothing has the power to change your life greater than the discipline of fasting with a focus on God. Amen? So I want to talk to you real quickly about types of fasting. You guys have an image for this, right? If you don't, I'll just read them. Okay, so let's talk about fasting. I'm going to make this very, very, I'm going to just break this down quickly. There's a full fast where you drink only liquids. You establish a number of days. Actually, we're saying six, you know, six to seven days. Kick it off today. Uh, be done next Sunday or whatever. There's also, so some people just do liquids. That's, that's what I'm going to be doing this week. Daniel fast. No meat. No meat. No sweets, no bread. You can look this stuff up. You drink water. You drink juice. You eat fruits, fruits and vegetables. I don't know why there's a hashtag alien down there. Okay. Um, it is a little alien. To some, uh, thank you. Um, then you, you, what you can, there's different ways to fast. You can fast Monday, take a break. Tuesday, fast on Wednesday, take a break. Uh, you know, figure out what you want to fast. The idea is that you participate at your own level, whatever that you want to do. There's a partial fast uh, uh, where you fast sun up to sundown. Like you get up. I heard somebody say one time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to partial fast. I'm going to fast from 10 o'clock uh, at night until 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm on to you. All right. So, you know, fast, can you go back just, can you go back to that? Fast 6 a.m. to 3 p.m., sun up to sundown. Figure out, you know, some people, you know, fast till 2 o'clock or whatever. Maybe you just eat dinner or maybe you figure out how you want to do it. Let's go to the next one. What was that? Okay. This is what I was talking about earlier. We'll call it a soul fast. I heard it called this. You choose to give up something that you may be dependent upon. Let's say that you, you've, you're watching way too much TV or you're addicted to social media in some way. Whatever that you're spending hours upon or something, whatever it is, okay? Something that has you, uh, I don't know, maybe you like to, you can't do without coffee. You wake up in the morning, and you, I mean, the, the world is not alive. It might do you some good to survive six or seven days without coffee. <laughs> I've heard some people say, I can do without food, but don't you take my coffee. <laughs> I don't know, what, what, ha what can you not do without? I would, I would recommend that you fast it. Okay, so fasting is a powerful, very, very powerful thing to focus on God. However, there's more to growing in and focusing on God. There are two more disciplines. You probably know what they are, but I want to give you some tools and some practices today. The second thing that we're going to do this week, we're not just going to fast, but in our focus on God is we're going to pray more this week. Everybody say pray more. Prayer is communicating with or speaking with God. We pray to strengthen our relationship. If you think about it, every relationship in your life grows as you, as you talk, right? That's what praying is about. Relationship is developed through communication. Most marital issues in our lives, in our marriages, in our church, in our culture can be resolved with more communication. Would you agree with that? Yeah, of course. The same thing happens. How, how can we serve a God that we don't know? How do we get to know God? We speak with God. We have conversations with God. Two things quickly. Relationship with your father is developed 
through prayer. The second thing is relationship with your heavenly father is deepened through prayer. It's developed and it's deepened through prayer. Let me ask you a question. How often do you pray? How long do you pray? How long do you pray? There's, there's, there's practical applications to this. Listen, I, I have a tough time praying for very long. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a side note. I remember when, when uh, to, we would pray the new year in. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. And we would pray the new year in. And here's what we would do. We would have a prayer meeting. We would all hit the altars at 7 o'clock at night and pray until after midnight. Yeah. But how many of you know I ran out of stuff to pray in like five minutes? You know what I'm saying? It's a very powerful thing. Man, I, 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 you know, as a kid, I, I caught, a, caught a few Z's while I was there. It's, it's, you've got to have some application to that, all right? I'm going to talk to you about that here in just a second. But the idea is to, to have a pr- powerful prayer life is to have some tools and some applications. But here's the deal. Just as fasting separates us from world desire, worldly desires, prayer is speaking to God about his will for our lives. It's not just telling God what we want. It's speaking to God and communicating to God his will for our lives. That's why we pray, and and that's why we have, and I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to show you something here in just a second. James 5 and 16 says, confess your sins to each other and what? Confess your sins to each other. Tell each other what's going on in your life. Tell each other about your weakness, and then don't go tell that to everybody else and say, you know what I heard about? You know what he's, no. Pray for each other. Why? So that you may be healed. And then he says, the earnest prayer or the passionate prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. A passionate prayer, the Bible says, a earnest, passionate prayer, it produces something. It produces, now, now keep in mind it says of a righteous person. In other words, if you live for God, doesn't mean you have to be perfect, but if you live for God, I, I, we've read in scripture before that God doesn't listen to people that don't that, that pray that aren't a part of his body. But us, we belong to Christ as we pray and as we seek God. Our prayers matter to God. It has great power and produces something. Prayer has the power to change our lives and prayer has the power to change our circumstances. You believe that? Say amen. You know what I do instead of pray a lot of times? I protest. God, I don't want to go through this. Lord, you said that. I start quoting God's word to him like he doesn't know it. Lord, you said I wouldn't be the head. And Lord, you said that you would go before me. I'd be blessed in the land. And I'd, I'd be blessed going in and going out. I don't want to have to go through the Lord, you said that my body would be healed. In the name, I start quoting the Bible to the Lord. I protest. We do that a lot of times, don't we? we instead, instead of pray, we protest. Lord, why? How many of you know there's been a lot of protesting over the past year in our country? And we protest everything. That's what we do. That's what we do as Americans. We, we have the right to do that. If that's something that you want, that, by, by George, do that if that's something that you want to do. But I want to tell you something. As a follower of Christ, as somebody, that, uh, as somebody that lives for God, as a part of the body of Christ, we, as saints of God, as children of God, has something way more powerful We have a prayer life that's way more powerful than protesting. Amen? 
I don't know know if me protesting God about my life circumstances is going to do much good. But the Bible says that if I will pray earnestly and take it to God, there is great power, power and it produces incredible results in our lives. So I want to tell you something. Stop protesting about the things to God. Stop acting like me, Travis. Okay, stop protesting and start taking your things and mean it and pray passionately. Lift up your voice. Speak the words, amen. Don't just meditate. Don't just meditate. Pray earnestly, God in heaven, move in my life. Thank you, God, for everything, but Lord, I need your help through this situation. Pray for each other. Pray for your family, amen. It's powerful. Prayer is one of the most powerful things that we have in our walk with God. I want to show you something, guys. Under every single chair, there is a little Bible. If you want to get that out, I want to show you something in there. It should be turned to 1 Peter. I'll tell you about that here in just a second. But if you don't have a Bible, if you all you have is a digital Bible and you read uh, Uversion, uh, that's, that's very, very powerful but it's, something, it's also very powerful to have a handheld Bible. And I want you to take this home and I want you to write in it. And I want you to journal in it. I want you to write your thoughts in it. There's places for notes. There's, you can write all over this thing, okay? Uh, as I said last week, we have a family that, that dedicates Bibles to the church and to Bikes for Kids. And uh, he told me, he said, hey, man, if you ever run out, let me know. We'll get more. If, if you don't have a Bible, take this home. If you know somebody, if you have your own Bible and you know somebody that doesn't have a Bible, give this away as a good witness. Amen? Let's get the word in people's life. But on 1 Peter, if you'll turn over there, I've, uh, we, we've placed a little uh, note in here. And it says, weekly prayer schedule. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do this week. I don't know what time you get up. But I'm going to ask you to pray with me every morning at 7 a.m. Uh, will you do that if you're awake? <laughs> if you don't get up till 10 o'clock, we'll, we'll catch you on the flip side, okay? But... Will you do that every morning at 7 a.m.? Put an alarm in your phone. I'm going to pray every single day at 7 a.m. I'm also going to pray every evening at 7 p.m., okay? So I want you to join me in prayer. I'm telling you, this is going to be a powerful thing for this church. But if you'll take a look at this, this is a tool that I'm talking about. I'm not just going to ask you to pray. I want you to pray about specific things every single day. Look at this. Monday. Now, here's what I do. You, this is a page out of my prayer journal. I pray this prayer every single day. This is uh, my version of the Lord's Prayer that I put in my words. Father in heaven, I praise you and I honor you. Today is a good day, and I praise your great and holy name. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? There are no other gods who compare to you. May your kingdom come, and may your will be done on earth as in heaven. That sounds like the Lord's Prayer, right? This is just my words, the Lord's Prayer, that I pray every single day, Okay? Please give me today all I need to live for you and serve you and do everything that you will place in my path to do today. What's that phrase? Give me this day my daily bread, right? Okay. Uh, Today may I work to bring your light to this world. Forgive me for every sin. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. That's that part right there. Um, Keep me from willful sin, Lord, and every lust of the flesh. Deliver me, I pray, from my hour of temptation that I can escape the snare of the enemy and be more than an overcomer, that I can walk in complete righteousness as I serve you. Okay? This is just a model. Create your own prayer if you want to. And finally, may the thoughts of my mind. This is what I pray every day. May the thoughts of my mind, the words of my mouth, the intentions of my heart, and the works of my body be pleasing to you and bring you and your kingdom glory in the name of Jesus. I pray that every prayer 
every day as the Lord's Prayer. And then I pray specific things on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Now look at this. On Monday, I want you to pray for yourself. You got to be praying for yourself. Are you praying for yourself? Lord, I pray for my walk. Now I always, I always give the example that if you're in an airplane and they tell you this, they say if a, if a, if a mask falls out, what's the first thing that you do? That's right. What if you got a kid? They say, don't, they say put it on yourself because you can't help anybody if you, can't, if you don't have that mask. If you can't breathe, you can't be helping other people. So that's the first thing you do is you pray for your personal walk. And there's things in there. You can, you can, uh, there's examples in a scripture. The second thing is I want you to pray for your family. Mention your family by name. Pray for your, your, the, the, the success of your kids. Pray for the success of your, of your spouse. Pray for the future spouse of your children. Amen. Pray for their school or whatever. If you don't have any children, pray for your parents. Pray for uh, your grandparents. So that's when you pray for your family. On Wednesday, let's pray for the nation, okay? It says pray for our president. Pray for uh, the, the, the transfer of power, however this works out. We pray for that. We're going to pray uh, for, uh, that, that, for that we would be one nation under God, that God will use the church to bring the United States back to God, okay? But the Bible tells us to pray for those that are in authority, for kings and all that are in authority, that we might lead quiet and peaceable, peaceable lives. On Thursday, pray for Faith Co. Church. First of all, we're going to pray for the church, capital church, the church all over the world. Lord, build your church all over the world, and then we're going to pray for Faith Co. Church, okay? On Friday... You're going to pray for your career. You're going to pray for your finances, that God will bless you. As we honor God with our giving, we pray that God will bless our finances, okay? Saturday, we're going to pray for the weekend worship, that God will bless what we're doing in this house, that the lives of people will be saved, that people, that people uh, will be changed. So let's pray for the weekend worship. How many of you know that we need to pray for safety of this house? There's a lot of crazy things that happen. Every Sunday morning, man, I hit my knees and I say, God, keep all the evil people away, Right? Bring all the hypocrites in, bring all the sinners, bring all the bad people in, but keep the evil people that want to kill people, you know what I'm saying? We, uh, we have a safety, but I'm praying all the time, Lord, let there be no evil distractions or delays. Pray for this house, and Sunday, I want you, next Sunday, I want you to get up and just worship God. I don't want you to ask for anything, I just want you to get up, celebrate the goodness of God, and worship God, okay? I want you to pray this every single day, Amen? Prayer is powerful, but you've got to have a tool, and you've got to have a system for it, okay? That's the second thing. That's the second thing. The third thing is, oh, real quickly, real, real quickly, send your prayer requests in by way of uh, the app, or email them to us, or write them down. We're going to be praying a lot if you have any prayer requests, and we're going to pray for them worship night. The third area of focus, I'm going to finish with this one. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. That's an area that we're going to focus on too. We're going to focus on the Word of God because it's alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes. Everybody exposes. Say it again. Exposes. It exposes our innermost thoughts and our innermost desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Why does he say that? Why does he throw that at the end? The, the writer of Hebrews, he says nothing is hidden from God. The reason I believe he's saying that is because he's referencing the first stanza of that verse or the 12th verse where he says the word of God. 
nothing is hidden from God. In other words, it's not hidden. Therefore, God has spoken about these things in his word. Nothing in all creation is hidden from him. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one whom we are accountable. Why do we read our Bibles every single day? It's because that is where God speaks. A lot of times we're waiting for an audible voice. And I'm not telling you that God never speaks to anybody through an audible voice, but I'm telling you right now, most of the time, and I, can, and I can't tell you what percent it is, but for me, most of the time, 90% of the time, I don't hear a voice from God. In fact, I might be able to tell you two or three times where I really felt like God just spoke to me in an audible voice, maybe twice. Most of the time, it's right in the Word of God. Why is that? Because God has already spoken about the things that I want God to move in my life. This is a manual for your life. If you, if, if, if you were putting something together, if you were, it's kind of like my kids, that you know, they're, they're wondering why the dash lights are on in their car. You know what I say to them? Have you checked your, yeah, your owner's manual. This is an owner's manual for your life. God has already spoken. If you read the Old Testament, people just like us were going through similar things. I know technology was different. Times were different, but they were still struggling. There were still husbands and wives. There were still people going through situations. There was still sin. There was sexual desire. There was all kinds of things. And then you flip over to the New Testament, and most of the New Testament are letters written to the church for Christians that were struggling in their walk with God. So you already have a manual. Why would God speak an audible voice to you when you have not written, when you have not read the manual that He has already given to you? Amen. And please understand, I'm not. Please understand, I'm not telling you that God doesn't speak that way. But you need to know. You need to know this. You need to read this and study this every single day because somebody's going to come tell you. One of these days, God told me to tell you this. Are you with me? I've had people, I've had people throughout the years as a pastor, people come up and say, God's telling me to tell you this. And I've looked at people before and I said, no, he didn't. He did not. Step back. You know how I know? Because it was contrary to this. It's not because God, it's not because, you know, I heard a word of wisdom. Because it's because it was way out of line with this. All right. Don't get me preaching. I don't want you to read the word of God so you'll be a good Christian. I want you to read the word of God because I want you to hear God speak. And the word of God is you can see. You don't just hear. You see. The words of God, Hebrews 4 and 12 says, the word of God is quick and powerful. It leaps off the pages. Yesterday I was reading the word of God and I was, I can't remember exactly the passage, but I was like, oh, bring it in. I never read that before. I've read the Bible several, I've read the whole Bible 25 times. I read something yesterday in, in Matthew and said, man, I've never seen that before. Come on, bring it on, God. Speak to me a little bit more. I want you to read the word of God, not, to, not so you'll stop sinning. I want you to read the word of God because I want you to hear and see God speak to your life. This is where God speaks. Amen?
So, here's what I want to challenge you to do. Grab your little Bible there, if you have it, or you can just remember this. Every night at 7 o'clock when you pray, at 7 o'clock in the morning, pray by yourself, whatever. At 7 o'clock at night, I want you to pray with your family. So I don't have a family. We'll pray with your cat. Okay? I want, you to, I want you to bring people around you or get in a prayer group, get a couple of people around you that you're close to. I want you to read the book of 1 Peter. There's, we're going through the book of 1 Peter as we're talking about aliens. Basically, 1 Peter, we talked about that last week. I'm not, I don't have time to go into that. But it's a letter from, from Peter to the church on our responsibility as being part of the church. I want you to read. If you can make it through a ch the first chapter of 1 Peter, do that. If you can't, just read about six or seven verses. And I want you to discuss this with the people that are in the room with you. Read it and discuss it and see how God grows your life over the next seven days. Are you with me? We, we accept that challenge. We at least try. Say, Travis, I'll do my best. All right. I'm telling you, the word is powerful and it will change your life. We're going to, let me, let me review. Let me review. We're going to fast to separate us from worldly desires. We're going to pray to speak with God. And we're going to read the word of God to hear God speak. I promise you, if you'll do this, you're going to be shocked at how much it's going to change your life, it's going to change your marriage, and it's going to set off this new year. No matter what happens in our culture, no matter what happens in our society, no matter what happens in politics, no matter what happens anywhere, God will solidify you. He'll solidify this church, and we will thrive in 2021 no matter what happens. Amen? Come on, let's give God glory today. Come on, people. Don't patty cake. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing us here and for speaking to us today. And, and thank you for your word that goes forth. And thank you, Lord, for those that are watching us online that can't be here. And we first pray for your church that we do this, that, that we, we accept this challenge to fast, to pray, and to read your word. Not to impress anybody, but just to be the church that you've called us to be. So, Lord, I pray that that's exactly what happens, Lord, that, that you will strengthen us and that you will quicken our hearts for what you want to do in our lives. Right now, as I'm praying, if you're here and you feel God speaking to you, maybe God's speaking to you about taking this challenge. Maybe you haven't even given this a thought. Maybe you showed up today, and this is brand new news, and you've got to think about this. Will you just consider this? I've been doing this a long time. And this is the single most powerful thing that God has done in my life as I submitted to this. Whatever that looks like in your life, you say, Travis, I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast this or I'm going to fast that. I'm going to do the Daniel fast. I'm going to fast every other day. I'm going to fast sun up to sundown. You know what? I'm going to give up meat for a week or whatever. Whatever that looks like. If that's you and you want to take this step, I'm going to pray with you right now. If you're seated next to somebody that's close to you or you love, take that person by, your, by the hand as I pray for you. Father, I pray for every person that's here. I pray for every individual that's going to take this step. I know the enemy's going to fight us. We're prepared. Prepare our hearts 
in our mind and our lives for what you want to do and minister to people through this week as we submit to you and your will. Change us where we need to be changed. Move in our lives where we need you. But most of all, as we focus on you, Lord, move on behalf of your people. In the name of Jesus, if you receive that, say amen. Now, right now, Lord, we pray for those that don't know you. We pray for people that are far from you, that have not surrendered their lives or have walked away. I pray that they will return and give their lives to you in the name of Jesus. As your heads are bowed, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, and he's not Lord and Savior of your life, for whatever reason, you say, Travis, I have never given my life to God. Or maybe you can say, Travis, I walked away from God, and today I feel like he's calling me home. I've done some things, and I've lived a life that I'm not proud of. That's okay. If you, God never leaves you. But maybe right now you need to rededicate your life to Christ. If, that, if that's you, I'd like to know. Nobody, with nobody looking around, I won't ask you to stand. I won't ask you to walk these aisles. Maybe you're watching us online, and God is dealing with your heart right now. But if that's you, if you can say, Travis, if you'll pray, I'm going to pray with you right now. Just put your hand up quickly and put it down. Is there anybody in the house that can say that? That's me, Travis. I'm going to give my life to Christ today as you pray. Is there anybody that can say that? See your hand over here. You can put it down. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see your hand in the back. You can put it down. Anybody else? I just, I, I just want to know if there's anybody here. Anybody else before I pray? All right. I don't know if I saw everybody. I know we had at least a couple. We're going to pray together. And if you lifted your hand, if, you, if you're online, if you're watching us right now and you want to give your life to Christ, just repeat this prayer after us. Mean it with all your heart. And today you can come home and give your life to the Lord. Let's repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm before you today. I give you my life. And Jesus, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I ask you to take my life and use it for your cause. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. And I confess that I believe in you, Jesus, that you died for me and rose from the dead. And from this moment on, my life is committed to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, let's give God glory. Hey, if you guys made that decision today to follow Christ, first of all, take this home. There's one of these under every seat, as Pastor Travis said. If you don't have a Bible, take it home. We've got plenty. Take two if you want. Um, but the most important thing that you can have uh, is the owner's manual. Amen. Also, if you gave your life to Christ today, go ahead and text SAVED to the number on the screen. That's a way for us to communicate with you, for us to talk to you about next steps in your new journey with Christ. Go ahead and stand up, guys. Stretch out your legs. Um, also, if you gave your life to Christ today, please meet me back at the Faith Co. Info table. Uh, I'd love to pray with you, to talk with you, and to also hand you some information uh, about next steps in your new journey. If you want to serve on the Dream Team at Faith Co. Church, we would love to have you. Go ahead and text SERVE to the number on the screen right now. That's a way for us to get connected. If you want to work as a greeter, if you want to work at the coffee bar, if you want to work in the tech booth, kids ministry on Wednesdays at Faith Co. Students, uh, there's all kinds of places to serve here 
here at Faith Co. Church. I want to talk to you about Faith Co. JAG Group. It's the Join a Group Group. If you're interested in connect groups here at Faith Co. Church, this is going to be the best way to learn about that. It's a mock connect group where we show you what a connect group really looks like and we try to get you connected. More information about that is coming soon. Uh, next, Faith Co. Students is every single Wednesday. Where are my students at? Are you all over there? Make some noise if you're over there. Don't raise your hand. Hey, those are my students. Um, let, me, let me just give you all a little praise report because we're a family, right? Uh, this Wednesday, we were at the men's lunch, and I had a whole series planned out. I was ready to go, but I felt this really strong conviction that, Baylor, your students aren't going to know about fasting unless you talk to them. You need to sit down and you need to talk to them. And I talked to them about it. I preach. I mean, I wrote a message in an hour, learned it in an hour, was stressed out all day, got up on stage. Seven students gave their lives to Christ. Come on. Come on, somebody. That's not me. That's God. Seven salvations at Faith Coast students. If you're worried that we're just slamming pies in the face of youth pastors and playing games, we're doing all that. But one of y'all won. One of you gets to hit me with a pie in the face this Wednesday, don't you? Is it you? Yeah, it is you. It's Katie. She gets to hit me in the face with a pie. But uh, don't worry. We have a lot of fun, but they learn a lot too. And we're doing a lot. We're serving a lot. And this Wednesday, we're actually going to join you guys for worship. So Faith Coast students, Wednesday at 623, we're going to meet up. We're going to section off a little area, and we're going to be a part of worship night as well. Um, one more thing. Uh, not one more. Yeah, yeah, one more thing. On the second and fourth Wednesday of every single month, we have our prayer meeting uh, at 6 o'clock over. Um, where's Kevin, Karen Devereaux? Go like this to me. Do you guys walk in through there right there? Where do you guys enter? You come in the side door. Okay, so there's a side door that you come in on. If you want more information, you can drop by Faithco Info, but that's our prayer meeting, so if you want to join us for that, it's the second and fourth Wednesday of every month at 6 o'clock. Uh, that's all I have for you guys this week, so let me say a quick blessing over your life, and then we'll let you go. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you, and may he show you his favor and give you his peace. And everyone said, all right, you guys have a great week.